Hello, and welcome to United Health Group's Weekly Dose Podcast, where we'll get you up to speed on the latest trends shaping the future of healthcare. Don't forget, the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And now on to our show. Rare diseases impact millions of people in the United States, and approximately two-thirds are children. Fortunately, there are new specialty drugs, gene therapies, and treatments coming online to address their needs. But specialty drugs and treatments for rare diseases require special clinical settings. And on the cutting edge of rare disease treatment is a place called Optum Frontier Therapies. It's a new, one-of-a-kind center that recently opened in Las Vegas. The goal of Optum Frontier Therapies is simple, to be a full-service, one-stop model for advanced therapeutics and potentially change the way the industry treats people with rare diseases. Here to discuss rare diseases and Optum Frontier Therapies is Erin Satterwhite. She's the president and GM of Optum Frontier Therapies at Optum. Erin Satterwhite, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Ira. So let's start at the 30,000 foot level and work our way down. What defines a rare disease and what makes it different uh, and harder to treat than more common ailments? Give listeners a sense of the scope of the issue. Rare disease is something that's actually defined by FDA. And the current definition is that it's a disease that affects less than 200,000 people in the United States. There's also a classification for ultra rare diseases, which is less than 10,000 per year. And um, what makes these harder to treat is that they're unusual to most clinicians. And when you hear a clinician um, talk about their training, one of the mantras is that you look for horses, not zebras, if you hear hooves. And um, unfortunately, people with rare disease are the zebras. And so they oftentimes are misdiagnosed, they get lost in the shuffle. And they go through something called a diagnostic odyssey, which is typically from symptom onset to getting the right diagnosis, an average of uh, five years, depending on the disease. And that's multiple specialists, lots of different testing. And it's a very frustrating experience for not only the person that's experiencing the disease, but oftentimes they have caregivers that are also supporting them. So it's, it's a really challenging space and one that is really ripe for innovation. And what is the typical path for treatment for people with rare diseases, um, particularly for kids, assuming there even is a treatment? Um, A lot of these rare diseases are treated symptomatically. There's very few treatments that are cures. There are cures that are in the pipeline or potentials for cures. And a lot of these are in the gene therapy or gene editing world. And the promise of these therapies is, you know, it's almost magical to think about the fact that you could um, adjust a default or a faulty gene um, and uh, and then have a healthy child, um, you know, versus, um, you know, having something that is going to be um, substantially life altering. And um, previously, this was science fiction, and now we're actually starting to see things like CRISPR come out. Um, The current gene therapies are um, viral vectors that will insert a healthy gene and and then allow that to be expressed in the body. And what that's doing is essentially um, putting the healthy protein out that, um, that, that could ameliorate a lot of the symptoms. 
And so we're not quite there yet with the current gene therapies in terms of a true cure, but uh, a lot of the disease burden is being, um, being addressed. And so I, I think that the future is going to be really interesting for this space, especially as you start to see more advanced technologies like CRISPR come out. And I imagine, too, patients and their caregivers, uh, parents and the like, they're really uh, the optimism must be really sky high now because instead of just treating this symptom, as you said, mm-hmm. we are at least beginning to see possibilities of treating the actual disease, correct? Yeah, absolutely. There's treatments coming out now. And a lot of it is because of the advocacy of parents. Um, the The patient advocacy world has been very involved in um, helping support clinical trials <clears throat> in the uh, advocacy at the national and policy level to create economic incentives for more treatments for these rare diseases. And so what you're seeing is a, a lot of passion from people who've been affected by these specific types of diseases uh, that are creating environments where <clears throat> these cures can come about. And there's a, a sense of community and paying it forward for people who've lived with these diseases one way or another, um, trying to make it better for people that are coming after them. Describe a little bit more about Optum Frontier Therapies, what makes it unique, uh, and how does it work? Optum Frontier Therapies was an innovation that we recognized was necessary in the market as the growth of these complex therapies, treating very complex patients um, is, is only going to increase. And we took a step back and said, what do patients need? What do providers need? What do pharmaceutical life science companies need? And what do payers need as this marketplace starts to um, grow in an unprecedented way? And what we found was that the complexity of care um, and the cost of these therapies were creating challenges in the existing sort of way of doing business in specialty pharmacy, in distribution, and in commercial services. So we actually designed the business by listening to the people that we're serving. We did about a year's worth of market research in understanding the needs of what we call the four Ps, which were those, those four constituents I mentioned. And what we developed was a model that has ultra-specialized distribution with wholesale licensing, uh, a rare disease pharmacy uh, that has a focus on the high-touch white glove service that's required both in the logistics support as well as in the patient care and um, and ongoing management. And I want to make clear, this is not the same as specialty pharmacy, which is another term of art, if you will, or another type of uh, uh, pharmacy that you see uh, offered by Optum and and other 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 um, companies as well. Is that correct? It's it's partly a specialty pharmacy. But what we've done is we've taken some of the most complex aspects of managing specialty pharmacy and hyper concentrated it in Optum Frontier Therapies. And then we adjusted the business model to have co-located specialty distribution and pharmacy dispensing. And that allows us to operate a little bit differently. And the way that I'd like to sort of simplify it is um, our business is not about volume. It's about managing high value, complex needs. And um, a lot of specialty pharmacies do a lot of volume. And that is not the reason that we were built. 
we have a relatively small physical footprint compared to other bigger specialty pharmacies. And uh, that co-located nature of having distribution and pharmacy on the same site uh, allows us to do things a little differently also with managing the supply chain. So um, while we have aspects of a specialty pharmacy and we are accredited as a specialty pharmacy, we additionally have um, some some other bells and whistles that uh, a lot of others do not. And that gives us more flexibility to work um, in the ecosystem. And I imagine that uh, part of also what makes uh, Optimum Frontier Therapies unique is you must uh, have to recruit different or train staff differently. Absolutely. We've really focused on bringing people in that have a high degree of empathy for what people experience in the rare disease space. And also a lot of either personal or professional expertise in the area of rare disease. And um, and this has been mostly by focusing on our mission. We're on a mission to support people with compassion while creating access to therapies at the frontier of healthcare. And that mission is a calling and people answer. What we've uh, found is that we have patients who have um, opted to come work with us. We have parents who work with us. Um, we have people who have siblings or other per- deeply personal experiences who have really sought out employment at Optum Frontier Therapies, and that's really helped shape our culture. And um, that mission is something that we hold very dear, and it, it really builds our business um, from a sort of first principle basis. And having empathy allows us to stay focused on why we're here. Um, we're not here to uh, just you know, make money. We're here to be able to make a difference. And that's what puts our feet on the floor in the morning. I know Optum Frontier Therapies is, is pretty new, uh, but how much of a game changer do you think it could be for the entire rare disease uh, community and, and how it's treated and how it's approached? I think of Optum Frontier Therapies as a foundational bet on what's what's going to be needed as the marketplace evolves. I don't think that it's the panacea. It's not going to be the end-all be-all. There's a lot of infrastructure that we're going to have to build around rare disease if we're going to be able to manage the trillion dollars of economic burden that rare disease creates in an annual basis. The uh, direct medical costs from rare disease is upwards of 500 million, uh, I'm sorry, $500 billion. And so when you look at a, um, a problem of that magnitude, it's uh, hitting in the same sort of stratosphere as diabetes and cardiovascular disease. You can't just have one business that is going to serve a problem that large. So what we're doing is by building Optum Frontier Therapies is we're creating a nexus for expertise, for uh, addressing where um, some of the largest spend is going to be coming in rare disease, which is in the the pharmaceutical space. And that learning and that, uh, that context is going to be a springboard for more innovation. And I fully anticipate that there's going to be innovation in benefit design, in complex case management, in um, creating new ways of looking at um, supporting the diagnostic odyssey and bringing greater access to genomics for people. Erin Satterwhite, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Ira, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. 
That's it for this episode of United Health Group's Weekly Dose Podcast. Don't forget, please subscribe to the Weekly Dose Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your week.